What's up, everybody? Welcome, to Long Goals, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I am Mike. With me is Josh and Steve. The Hounds got another massive three points this weekend. We have tons of catching up to do. I think this warrants a let's go. So you know what? Let's go! to my own horn but this dawned on me my kids apparently this is a thing now for everybody who's hip and into it like they've known this for a while now but the thing is like people say let's go now like when they get excited like oh let's go and i'm like we've been doing this for years people we started are you, this are you trying to claim let's go yes <laughs> right now yes i am <laughs> like yes i am your very non-generic uh right. tagline nope. it's all like <laughs> sparks hashtag yeah, let's yeah. Go. that's right that's right we did it <laughs> I've been gone for three weeks. I'm on my high horse. We're doing it. Trademarked. <laughs> Copyright. Right. What's going on, gentlemen? It it literally has been three weeks, I think, since I've been on. I know you guys Holy did crap. the show last week. I thought it was great. Um, you guys just kind of like flowed between topics in ways that I just can't do. I can't. I'm not natural like that. I mean, Josh, Josh is easy on? to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, the, the trick is to not look at the hard work that Steve did with that outline and just start talking, <laughs> and then him being like, oh, I guess we're moving on to this topic. <laughs> I mean, it, it was definitively, uh, okay, skip around. <laughs> I did not yeah. mean to do that. I was just like, it I worked really I, well. Yeah, I realized it afterwards. I was like, oh, crap, that was supposed to be next. My bad. Yeah. I mean, Josh, to be fair, uh, I definitely jumped past things as well. That's true. It's cool. It felt more natural that way. I liked it. What's uh Josh, what's the new do? Uh planning a trip to Vegas. Um, which by the way, right now, a trip to Vegas, not the greatest idea. Uh mm. F1 is having an event there in November, which means they're tearing up the whole strip right now to what? have like the F1 track and the the bleachers set up and all that kind of stuff. So like the fountain's not gonna be going. Uh a lot of the like landmark type stuff is not gonna be like accessible uh via walking. But luckily, there's still a crap ton of stuff to do in Vegas, so I'm not really that upset. Uh, Liz and I are going, uh, one for her birthday, but also because of the When We Were Young Festival. It's like a pop punk uh, festival. So really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, have you heard about that sphere? You know, like the giant sphere? It's all over, like, online and all that kind of stuff. But I've seen the outside of it. What is inside of it? It's a kind of like a Omnimax. You, you like okay. the screen of the Science Center? It's like that, yeah, but yeah. giant. Um, with a lot of bleachers, like a lot of stands. And uh, right now, U2 is playing there constantly, like three times a week. I don't like U2 that much, so I'm not spending 300 bucks to go see U2. But what I am going to do is like uh, they have like postcard to Earth or something like that, which is like a kind of like a nature documentary thing there. So we got tickets to go see that. But like apparently the inside is like immaculate. It's like super giant screen, like just the biggest, highest definition Omnimax ever. Uh, so I'm just looking forward to like checking out that place and seeing what it's yeah. like. No, that seems awesome. And, and and when are you guys going? I'm going to miss the first playoff game because of mm. I didn't schedule the festival. All right. That's what this was originally <laughs> planned around was the festival. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I will be missing the first playoff game and it sucks so bad. Uh, Listen, I'm, I'm probably the last person that can give anybody crap considering that I'm not a season ticket holder um, <laughs> and I live all of an hour and 15 minutes away. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm just going to shut up. Steve, what's going on? <laughs> um, not much. Uh, like my weekends have 
been things I've been trying to be really chill with because work is super, super busy right now. Um, so uh, some of the changes in my job this year, just uh, realizing how much more work it is. It's good. Um, but man, like I, I get to the end of the week and I'm just like, I'm tired. I've spent a lot of time interacting with students and a lot of time preparing for those. Um, so I think the, the biggest things are... Uh, getting a text from a friend on Saturday and spontaneously going down to uh, the Banabin little street festival and a house a few blocks away had a record sale. Um, so oh, that's I picked cool. up uh, um, Times They Are Changing by Bob Dylan um, uh, and a couple other records. Um, that, was, that, that was pretty cool. And then uh, today, got my shots. Nice, <laughs> nice. So uh, flu and, and, and COVID booster today. Um, so, you know. How you like, feeling? And I feel good tomorrow. I feel great now, right? Like uh, having some victory beverages before the podcast. I don't know how that is. Probably not a great idea, but whatever, right? Like it, it's been less and less each time I've gotten a COVID vaccine. So, um, but I already emailed all my my students for tomorrow to say, hey, we're going to meet on Zoom. I'm not driving in. Um, my weekly meeting with my boss and, and coworkers canceled because she's on PTO. And I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't need to drive into Oakland more than I need to drive into Oakland. So. Nice. Love my job, but I don't like commuting. Commuting sucks. Yeah, true. I get that. Um, where yeah. have you been, Mike? I all over the place, dude. Um, <laughs> where, where the? I think the past few weeks have been due to high school soccer games, and somehow my so my oldest son plays, uh, and my younger two um, aren't like. My middle child will be a freshman next year, so he can play next year. But they, especially when the games are at home, they're always in desperate need of ball boys. So they have somehow get roped into being ball boys, much to their dismay. Um, but there's a fence that like runs along the side of the field, and more than once the ball gets kicked over the fence, very similar to Highmark. And the top of the fence is like rusty and spiky. And so my kids are like, I'll just climb over that fence. And I was like, no, you won't. So I've been spending my games on the other side of the fence, watching like field level view, waiting for balls to come over to protect my other children. So the high school soccer, ball boy. That's right. Yes. The, the, the uh, high school games have very much become a family affair in terms of uh, who's all contributing. Cause I think the past few weeks, Susan's been working in the concession stands as well. So um yeah, I think we have three more weeks of that. Three more weeks of, of high school soccer, and then they will be done, um, which will be good. And then, um, yeah, like scout stuff. We went camping a few weekends ago, and it rained the entire time. Um, otherwise, it was fun. I took We took my pizza oven, and so we made like pizzas nice. on like a Saturday night. It was great. Um, In the rain, right? In the rain, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had like a, like a pop-up tent. But then um, like the oven was just like hanging out the front of it. And so we just, yeah. So I feel like there's been a lot of other stuff going on and I just can't remember because it's all a blur and I'm happy I'm here. So there we go. Um, guys, I guess before we dive into the game, Josh, you have yours. All right. It's so pathetic. Ugh. You need to get cans. You can't do bottles. I know. I know. Listen, okay. I think I, I have I talked about I talked about my love of Strongbow before on the show. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Strongbow, apple cider. First time I ever had it was at Piper's. Um, Piper's, I believe, got it from England. 
The England version is not as sweet as the American version. Like they actually make different versions, but I've had other cider and I just don't like it. There's one place in Latrobe that sells it. And apparently there's like two other people that buy it. Cause when we go in, I'll get like six of the six, like I'll clean them out and they'll be like, ah, oh, there's like one or two other guys that'll do the same thing. So I think they just keep restocking it for us. Three people. That's fine. Um, that's nice. But yes, that's, this is my go-to. So, but Hey, at least this week we got an actual, Victory of Beverage sound, unlike last week when uh, Zoom decided to buffer. We had a pivot to Zoom and and it blocked it out. Thanks, Zoom. I did. I I did appreciate Josh's impression, though. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Maybe when you do the bottle, you should just like clink it, like clink it against like the side of the mic or something like that, and like that's your your victory clink. Yeah. What? How? What? Hold on. I'm gonna do this, and you know the bottle's gonna like shatter, and then I'm gonna have nothing to drink. No, that's <laughs> that, okay. It's bad. Well, yeah. Never we'll mind. workshop it. We'll workshop yeah. it. Cans. Okay. Cans. Yeah. Um guys, Hound's got another win. It's like it just keeps <laughs> happening. I I you know, a few weeks ago when uh Josh, I think it was Yumi Kev, I can't remember who else was there. We were saying how many points out of like the next however many? And it was like, ah, realistically, we're not just gonna keep winning and we just keep winning. And it was is Zeke gonna get to 20 and Deke was at 19 and leading the golden boot race. So it's been all good things. Maybe I should just stop being on the show because that, <laughs> that seems to be the uh, the common denominator here. But the Hounds get big win at home. 3-2 last home game of the regular season. Obviously, we still have two more home, two more regular season games. They are both away. Um, Steve, kick us off with a takeaway. What you, do you um, think about this one? I, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's everything I expected it to be. The, the Hounds to be the better team. Uh, Tulsa to come out and forcing something to happen for them. Um, uh, but I, I think just seeing the performance from the Hounds was delightful. Um, and Tulsa, I mean, one, I think, really hard-earned goal. We'll get into the other one later. I mean, I think their first goal was, was I mean, well-worked, good good effort. Um, it was a good goal. Um, but, man, I like one of the best moments of the night was – afterwards uh in in the handshake line and just like seeing the joy on the guys faces right like like chico giving me a big big hug and i'm just like dude that is a beautiful forehead and he just starts laughing like uh, <laughs> talking to Rovi about that pass on the first one i mean yeah. what an assist i mean it was sublime the way he was able to get it high and get it to drop right to deepless head i mean just a fun fun night had a buddy it was his first ever hounds game he had a thoroughly enjoyable time um and so yeah just i mean great night a great crowd um great performance from the team and um yeah i mean like i said right i mean one really good goal that we gave up and the other one that we can talk about more about why we don't like it yeah you mentioned the uh, the headers it feels like when did we learn how to score with our head like after last week and then now this week all three goals of ours came off headers two of them for chico mm-hmm. um joe had the other one and what a yeah. flick it was yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, you know, just another tool in the arsenal. So uh, I I, uh, I'll say one other thing. Um, there were some big defensive plays by the hounds um, in the second half and being right there, um, uh, seeing the way that the, those guys were reacting to just like big plays, but like, just like getting super pumped. I mean, there was one where um, uh, Arturo came in and it wasn't, off the line, but cleared out of the six yard box where Jamali would have been beat and him just like 
pumping his arm, like getting super excited about it, like super pumped. It was a really fun thing to watch. Look, I mean, Highmark has become literally a fort for us. Mm -hmm. And I think that the fact that at least right now, it seems like the the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be running through Pittsburgh. We'll talk in a minute about how it could be the entire playoffs could be running through Pittsburgh is massive. Mm -hmm. Josh, what uh, what were your thoughts after that one? Oh, man. Um, so kind of echoing what you said a little bit there with the uh, I mean, I could talk for a long time about player of the year. Uh, the Steel Army gave out player of the year. Um, and so after the game, we, we had the usual handshake line. And instead of doing a victory selfie, we basically got a entire team uh, not selfie selfie. Uh, mm-hmm. And giving the award to Dequa, uh, he was just like probably the most gracious person we've had get the award. And like totally into it and like hugging everyone kissing the award and yeah the hounds did a good job of actually like bringing over the camera and like doing a little announcement thing i got on the mic to explain what was going on and it was just like i wasn't expecting it to be as like big of a deal but the fact that the whole team came over afterwards it was just awesome yeah it was a lot of fun and uh definitely a highlight for the season which has had a lot of highlights mm-hmm. and I mean, so, a couple more. So Josh, I mean, in years past, I, I don't feel like I've observed this, but maybe I've just missed it, but I don't feel like it's been a team celebration no. when that's happened, right? Like it's been the one person standing there. It's like, okay, great, this happened. And then they walk away. Whereas, I mean, it was great. I mean, and, and I think that was Dequa was signaling the guys over, come celebrate this. Um, just like, I mean, a, ton of fun i mean being on the other side taking pictures of it like and seeing them have fun all together celebrating his accomplishment and it meaning something i think to him and to the team that that award even exists and that he got it well and like a little bit more on that is the fact that so usually what happens is like the rest of the team like goes towards their spots to do Mm -hmm. signings uh you know on the field but the the team stayed there to watch Dequa get the award, mm-hmm. which to me tells me a little bit about this team and about the camaraderie mm-hmm. and about like the cohesion of it. And yeah. it just feels like this team has each other's backs more than past teams mm-hmm. and like is like really there for each other. And like seeing that and then seeing Dequa appreciating that and then like asking them to come over for the picture. And then, yeah, it was just fantastic. It was a lot of fun, but uh, this was also a really good game, so we should probably actually talk about the game itself. Well, real quick, Liz said on social media, the way the guys interact this year is incredible. I re- originally read it as the way you guys interact this year is incredible, and I thought, oh, thanks, Liz. Appreciate it. I, you know, <laughs> doing anything different. But um, she meant the actual guy, so just yes. echoing what uh, what you were saying there. That uh, Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Especially watching the game uh, on the stream, there was uh, – there was nothing mentioned about obviously the player of the year. I didn't see anything on social media right after the fact I assumed it was Dequa. I was like, who else could it be? Yeah. But then Steve, especially when you shared the photo of him after the fact of just all of the guys and, you know, Kizza like sprawled out, like hand on his head <laughs> on the ground. Like literally I took that image. That is the like hero image of this episode. So people see <laughs> this on YouTube or whatever, that's what you're going to see. Cause it, it was, it seemed to be an amazing moment. And everything that Lily has been saying, everything that we have seen from Steve, your interactions with the guys, us talking to some of the guys in the preseason, it does feel like this is a special Mm -hmm. group that is there for each other and they celebrate each other and, um, you know, long may it continue. Yeah. Yeah. And like another thing about stuff outside of the game, uh, the crowd was giant. 
this was the biggest crowd I think we've had that's not the Columbus mm -hmm. game. Yep. So like in league play, biggest crowd, 6K. Mm -hmm. um, it felt like it, like our section was packed. Uh, yeah. It wasn't quite as packed as it was for the Columbus game, but I definitely still felt like, mm -hmm. okay, this is a lot of people. Um, and was was great. Um, tailgate beforehand had a lot of new new faces, people signing up for memberships. I'm like, it's the last game of the season. We're getting membership signups. I love to see that. Um, Do those carry over? Uh, no, but someone did buy memberships for the next season. Like, oh, wow. they're like, hey, can we buy right now for the next season? I'm like, uh, let me open my notes app on my phone. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> she made the joke. She's like, wow, this feels really official. I'm like, hey, I wasn't expecting someone to buy a membership for next right. season. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's cool. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, with the the also the announcement that we had over 5K average attendance this yeah. year uh for the regular season holy crap that's yep. amazing yeah, like that's yep. awesome there's nothing official out there yet but we got to be expanding in the off season like it's just they, i yeah the team said 13 sellouts out of 16 home games so, yeah. so it's it's yeah. gonna happen but yeah. uh but yeah i feel like that's probably everything outside of the game itself mm -hmm. that i want to talk about so <laughs> yeah the spectacle was fantastic um, in terms of, you know, we, we already mentioned Dequa got two more goals, so he's sitting on 19. Uh, in terms of the Golden Boot race, Trejo and Jennings are at 17, so they're two goals back with essentially two games to play. So keep that in mind. And I think we played Jennings this week. Yes, Cal yep. Jennings. So uh, against Tampa. So if we can shut him down, like keep him at 17, mm -hmm. maybe Dequa gets another one. That's great. So... Uh, two goal cushion with two games left is fantastic. And we get to 20. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't just the Dequa show, like as it never is. I thought that especially after the past few weeks, a couple of the guys, not that they went missing or they were quiet, but they tended like in this case, I, I saw Griffin pop up a few times in this game that I thought he was kind of all over the place. I mentioned a few weeks back that in terms of most improved player from one season to the other, I thought Ibarra, uh, look great. I thought Rovi is is quietly having an outstanding season as well, especially the tail end of the season. He was everywhere, covering ground. Steve, you mentioned the the cross in on the first goal was just like Mwah. so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like I it, I almost feel spoiled because it's just like we somewhat come to expect this, which is kind of nuts. Uh, you know, in, in prior seasons, I think we'd be on pins and needles heading down the stretch. Like what's going to happen with two games left, one of them at Tampa. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I don't I'm wanna... still on pins and needles, but for a, <laughs> for a different reason. though. It's, it's like, obviously we're doing great and I'm excited and I, I nothing will take away from that. But I'm on pins and needles because I really want the player shield. I want to be first. Yeah. I want hardware. We've never had hardware. You know what yep. I mean? Like in league. Uh, I want a reason why Tuffy has to build a trophy case. Like I, I really, really want that. And I know like we had this conversation a couple episodes ago about like, mm -hmm. you can only have one. What would it be? Blah, blah. Honestly, at this point, like it's so close in our grasp. I just want that shield. Mm -hmm. And this is like one of the first years that they're actually making a big deal of the shield. I feel like the club is actually talking or not the club. The league is actually talking about mm -hmm. it more. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it, you know, feels like they give it the, I don't know, like the the pomp and circumstance that it deserves. And it's yeah. because it is a huge deal to get first place in the league. Yeah. Um, 
And if that's the year we win it, I, I'm not going to complain about that. I mean, any other league in the world, that's the championship. Yeah. You you have the best record in the league. You you are the best team. There are no playoffs. And it's also, you know, you want to win everything that you have a that, that you can. You have the potential to mm-hmm. win. And this is our first shot at hardware this season. Every team gets two shots. This is the first shot. At this point, we've got 63 points. The next closest team is Tampa with 60. Sacramento is sitting at 58. We all have two games left to play. So if Sacramento wins both of their games and we lose both of our games, then we would be tied on points. But I don't necessarily Mm. see that happening. Tampa, if we go to Tampa this weekend and we draw, then the, the impetus is on Tampa to then have to win the next game just to tie us. If we go to Detroit and get a draw, we could basically end the season with two draws and we mm-hmm. could win this thing. Yep. So it's a really good situation to be in. It will be interesting, and you know, we're sort of getting ahead of things here, how Lily decides to roll these out. I don't think he does anything silly. I think he, you play to win. But Steve, you've mentioned the pen a few times. Let's get back to the pen <laughs> that screwed up your score prediction that would have got you all three points with a 3-1, but instead it was a 3-2. Tell us what you're thinking. Um, I I get how the official missed what actually happened from the angle that he had, um, but it was not a great call. Um, the the attacker, I forget who it was at this point. Um, it's like number six or something like that. Um, uh, was like, I mean, the ball was far enough a friend for him. He was a stride and a half away from the ball, realized that he didn't have a chance to catch up to the ball with the pressure that was on him. And so his tactic was to stick his leg. I, I forget if it was Yabara or Dos Santos who was uh, on his uh, left side or right side, um, or left side, um, and literally sticks his leg in between the defender's uh, legs, right? Like, and that's what causes the contact to knock him over. And I just at, at this level in a game of this importance, I think that it is, uh, it's just at some point the league needs to figure out how to get much better officiating. Um, because if you want to raise the profile of the league, you need to not have this stuff happening. Counterpoint. Liverpool Tottenham. I was going to say, the officiating is awful everywhere. So, yeah. How do you improve it across the board? Um, but, yeah, that play in particular, it, yeah. you, it, it's good that it didn't impact the outcome right. in a way other than just, you know, our goal differential was plus mm-hmm. one instead of plus two. Uh, but, yeah, you, you hate to see it. And especially yeah. when you as an official, you have to know that that's coming. The team needs a goal. They're going to get in the box. They're going to get on the ground. So watch for specific instances like that, where he clearly didn't have control. And like I said, like you said, he forced the contact. He's the one that stuck his leg out in between our defenders legs. There's nothing they could do about it. So it just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Watching the replay frame by frame, like just now as well, uh, because you know, I, I, Saw it live, obviously, but it was hard to tell live. But rewatching it, it's not even like he went for the ball when he like no. he ran forward. The ball's in front of him, but he like puts his right leg in front of Dos Santos to like actually get tripped up. Yeah, right when he gets inside the box, and like ugh, just so annoying. I I will say that I don't think it's like the most egregious call in the world. I'm not like 
thinking this ref is like the worst ref we've seen because honestly we've seen much worse uh in this uh this league um but it's also a situation where it's like i don't know what the usl can really do about bad refing at this point because we're we're at the whims of pro um i know that there was talks that like we're not going to be officials by pro like we're not you know beholden to pro but i don't know what the heck happened to all that because it yeah. still is yeah. it's just the same old same old um yeah it, it sucks it does suck but unless we were to get var and stuff like that there's not really a thing that can help it and even if we did have var like they i'm sure this is a situation where it'd be like well it's not clear and obvious you know blah 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 yada 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 i was gonna say as as steve alluded to i think some of the problems with var there are times where i'm like you know what just get rid of it like when when literally every single call is like hold on let's pull out the the little line and like up oh, that's like half a hair off sides mm-hmm. it's it needs to get back to the like you use var to check to see if the ref is incorrect but unless it's clearly and obviously incorrect then like you just kind of let it be and in this case i would hope that var would you know call it this was a dive but yeah yeah it's a mess um but i don't want to detract from you know a great win a great finish to, like we said, the season at Highmark, the regular season at Highmark. Hopefully the memories don't end here because, um, you know, Josh, as you mentioned, it's it has been quite the year. And once again, you know, uh, I will go on record and say that I was wrong um, because the beginning of the season, I was like, nothing's going to happen. Like, I hope I'm wrong. I, <laughs> I, I do love wrong. it. This was the most pessimistic beginning of the yes. year for you. And this yes. is like the best year we've had. <laughs> I absolutely freaking love that. That yeah. That's yeah. can you can you be more wrong more often, please? Yes, I need, I just need a t-shirt that says I was wrong and I will wear that to every home game from now on and uh, just own it. Um, I'm glad have to I'm come to every home game, Mike. Yes, I, yes, yes, this is true. Listen, once my kids are like out in like not playing high school soccer or doing scouts and I have a lot more time, trust me. Susan has already been like, so we should get season tickets, shouldn't we? And I'm like, yeah, we I should. I love that Susan is the one that's like. I know, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. that's so great. Um, what's going to say about this was also the fact that it it is concerning. Like, yes, he drew the foul, but the fact that he was able to draw that foul against us yeah. and the other goal, like us leaking goals is not going to help the situation when it comes to the playoffs, because those are the ways that you lose the games as far as like the ones you should handily win. Yeah. So like. The first game of the playoffs is going to be against a relatively bad team. But if we're leaking these types of goals, anything can happen. So, uh, like, as always, Bob had the post-game talk uh, in the middle of the field. And it it wasn't the shortest. It wasn't the longest by any means. But, I mean, it wasn't exactly <laughs> a short talk because, like, you can tell he is worried about this and mm-hmm. as he should be. Um, this is a you know, small little light in our armor as far as like what could be our downfall. So we, we need to tighten this up. Um, Our defense is great. It's just these like last minute mistakes that keep on happening to us. Like we don't want another Hartford situation where we almost lose a game against one of the worst teams in the league um, in the playoffs. So we just got to keep at it and keep our focus because this is the issue that can happen. Mm -hmm. And all the more reason to get the player shield while we can. 
right? Like, lock that up. Ooh. So, yeah. Huge game tomorrow or next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get into that, is there anything else you guys want to talk about in regards to this game or even just, you know, looking back at the regular season at Highmark in general, Josh? Yeah. I just, this has been one of the most fun years we've had at Highmark Stadium. And it's been so cool to see the growth of the club, but also the this team gel and become what it is right now. And it, it sucks that, you know, we just had the last home game of the season in regular. Like the fact that we don't get another, like our last game is in the home game, especially since we have two away games. It's, yeah. it's, it's a bummer, but I mean, Detroit's not that far away, so it should be easy to get over there. Um, and I am happy that uh, our last game is against Detroit. Uh, that That is kind of nice. Um, but I can't think of Detroit right now. All I'm thinking about is Tampa Bay. Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Steve, What's what was, uh, just looking back quickly, favorite moment at Highmark this year? Ooh. Been a lot. I was going to say, you had a lot of cool conversations um, with guys. Yeah. I mean, I I think that, though, still the one that sticks out the most would have to be uh, talking to Joe after the thousandth goal. Mm. Um, just, I mean, because <clears throat> I was working really hard to get past the, uh, like, the professionalism of talking <laughs> to the media, and he's really good at it. And I felt like I got just enough of it because he was so exuberant about that night and uh and so yeah like just a a fun time i mean uh celebrating that with him um it being his first goal as a hound um uh but also just a big momentous occasion um that that's that's definitely up there but if you had if you made me have to pick one i i don't know like there's so many it's been a great season and a fun season yeah columbus Um, it has to be columbus i mean it's just that was such a big deal and that was such a uh a static moment like watching that crowd just be like in disbelief that we were beating an mls team mm-hmm. um it's yeah and yeah. you not being able to move in the paul child stand it was, it's a good problem to have and it was absolutely amazing yeah i i, I think the other thing that's fun and <clears throat> i know i'm not alone in this but um after a season like this where there have been so many highs at home um like the way that the players want to celebrate with those of us that they get to know yeah. um, the hugs and uh, the conversations afterwards and whatnot. Like, like those are just really fun, cool moments to have um, uh, and, and connections to have with, with the guys, with the team. And, um, and I know there's a lot of people that experience that. So I, I, I think that that may be in the aggregate more, uh, more cool, more fun than any one specific moment. Yeah. I'll say my my favorite thing, I, Columbus is up there, but I think that for whatever reason, this season seemed to be a coming of age for like my own kids. And they now appreciate going to the games in ways that they must have either been too young or they just didn't get it in previous seasons. And so now it's at the point when we're going to the games and my kids are like, we're going to the tailgate, right? I'm like, you guys can't even drink. Like, what do you, why, why do you want to go to the tailgate? They're like, no, no, no. That's like, we want to go to the tailgate. And then like literally some of the loudest people in the stands are my kids behind me, like Mm -hmm. screaming in my ear and going nuts. And so 
being able to share that with us, to share the Columbus game with them, like all of the wins and the ups and downs and like them getting it is, is really kind of cool. There is this moment with like, I've been in part of the steel army and uh, you know, going to Highmark for long enough where I've like watched kids grow up in that section. And it's really funny because there's a moment where they hit, where it is almost intimidating to them when they're little, like it's too loud. It's too crazy. But there's that, like that age where they just become like, Oh yeah, this is fun. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. and the, when they hit that age, it's, it's great. Uh, you know, that's when they start like grabbing the flags and like, yeah. we have to keep them away from the smoke. Cause like, Hey, the smoke's hot. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah to that it, age. And there's like, they're in. And, and it was even like, I, I, you know, I mentioned earlier in the season when it was kind of like my wife's whole family came out and for them to be like taking their cousins, be like, come here, let me show you. Like, like they're like <laughs> guiding them around the steel army and showing them and like, oh, let's go get a flag. And like, they know how it works. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been very, very cool. Very great. Um, guys, let's, uh, let's talk just a little bit about standing. So we did talk about the player shield just a little bit, throwing the graphic up on the screen. Obviously we have locked up a spot. All but two spots are locked up in the East. Currently Birmingham and Miami are sort of sitting in the last two spots with Detroit and Tulsa sitting just outside the play, just outside the playoff line. The only two teams that have been eliminated thus far in the East are Loudon and Hartford. Um, Looking, you know, and, and as we look ahead, ironically, Tampa uh, barely beat both of them the past few weeks. But regardless, part of the reason why that that playoff line, we're going to start paying a little bit more attention to it. We got Tampa this weekend. But after that, you know, basically eighth place is who we're going to end up facing in the first round. So at this point, it could be anyone from the Tulsa, Detroit, Miami, Birmingham-ish region. Uh, and, and so obviously we will keep you up to date, but as we said, Hounds 63 points, Tampa's in second place with 60. So all the more reason why this game is massive this weekend. Uh, it, it really is sort of a six point swing. If we're able to get the win, there is no way that Tampa or Sacramento are catching us. The player shield is ours. If we get a draw, then we're sort of relying on some points when we play Detroit the following week. Uh, and Tampa has to pick up some points uh, and basically win to tie us. Uh, and then we force sort of the tiebreaker from there. So a lot riding on the game this weekend. Um, and as I mentioned, not that Sacramento is out of it. Things could go terribly wrong. We lose the last two games and they got a shot at the player shield. But at this point, things are looking pretty good for us towards the end, excuse me, end of the season and the playoffs. Um, so, uh, sorry, sorry, Josh. I'm confused about one thing. Okay. So mm-hmm. Sacramento. Mm-hmm. If we end up even in points, which could happen mm-hmm. if we lose everything. If we lose both up, games and they win both games. The tiebreaker is first head-to-head points, which we mm-hmm. only play each other once and it was 0-0. Zero, zero. Mm-hmm. The next is goal differential in head-to-head matches, which again, 0-0, zero, zero, doesn't matter. After that, it's points per game versus in-conference opponents in regular season league games. Do we have any idea what that is for either one of these teams? Because I don't. That's not like listed read, you know, readily on the I, charts. I, I have thought about going back and doing that, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't think it's gonna matter. So I'm gonna <laughs> right? okay. like, we're talking cool. about like that. That only comes up in in like bad case scenarios, and I don't think that we're in that bad case scenario. So I've not done the work. I'll tell you what. After we see what happens at Tampa, if it feels like it's going to be something we need to worry about, then I'll go through and crunch the numbers. before uh, Luke show. on the chat, I think 
might have just like I don't know, Luke, if you did the math, but he says even with a three-way tie with Tampa and Sacramento, our points per game in conference is better. I think we can clinch it on a draw. I believe you. I want to believe you. <laughs> I was I gonna say hope I believe you. you want he did the to math. He says he yeah. did the math. Did the okay. math. Way to go, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm believing Luke and Luke. I trust uh, that that's the case uh, because yeah, I, I really don't know. And I, yeah. So basically we can just draw against Tampa, Tampa and we should be okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Sure. Let's go with that. Cause Tampa has 60 points. We have 63. If we draw against them. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 So a draw or a win on Saturday means we cannot be beaten. Is there any, this is getting ahead of ourselves and I don't really want to do this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Is there any world in which, even if we do draw or win against Tampa that you think Lily is resting players in Detroit, Steve? Um, I think there will be some rotation in Detroit. If, if, if the player shield is locked up, I think we will see some players uh, that we've not seen in the 18. And I think some of the guy, those guys that have not been starting will be starting. Um, I do think that we will see some changes uh, in the starting lineup and the 18 against Tampa. Um, Interesting. Uh, Why? Uh, speed on defense. Uh, uh, with that said, though, we've had the same lineup three games in a row right now. Yeah. Uh, we've had the same 10 outfield players for more than that as well, right? Like the only game that it hasn't been the same 11 was when Jamali was uh, away with Jamaica and Garner started. Um, but otherwise it's been, yeah, I mean, it's been the same lineup for four or five weeks straight now. It's funny because we talk about this every season, how we're like, oh, you know, we our, our team is so deep and there's so much rotate. It always seems at the end of the season, Lily settles into his his crew. And that's just who sort of rides out the rest of the season. And that seems to be the case again this year. So, But I think it's, I mean, it's with a plan, right? Like you saw in yeah. this game where, uh, was it around 65 minutes or so? I mean, swapped out both wingbacks at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then brought in uh, Pat Hogan in for Dequa right at the end of the game to really try to lock things down. And so I think it is, it's not that he doesn't trust those other guys, but he's looking at it and he's saying, you know what, this is a slightly better lineup. So let's keep these guys for those situations and do something that really changes the face of the team as opposed to just swapping in players at the same positions because it's a coin flip. Well, and we've talked to in the past about how um, I think there's this stigma around, well, all because you aren't starting means that you're clearly not a better player. And I think that soccer has evolved in such a way, and you're seeing this across the world, that players have their roles. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, you may not be starting, but you bring in a Robbie Mertz in the 65th minute and he is a difference maker that is punishing a tired team. And mm-hmm. that is his role. And so to have somebody like a Robbie Mertz that you can bring off the bench is a very good thing. And so it's, I, I think some of it is just that just understanding that you're still part of this team. You're still in training, pushing this team every week. Your job is to come in and run the game out. You're like a closer in 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 baseball. Like you come in to finish the game out. And so your your job is just as important as everybody else. And so I think having the deep bench really sort of plays to that. Um, and, and and I think that, that that right there, what you're saying, right? Like that's a great point to illustrate how deep this team is. Yeah. Because what other season 
would you have said that Robbie Mertz is the guy coming in to close things out as opposed to Bob feels like he has to start him because he doesn't have any competition in those positions? Yeah. Yeah, I am disappointed that uh, he's had injuries this year, and you know it really sucks for him because I I do think Mertz would be a starter normally. It's just the fact that he's had some some nagging injury. Uh, I, oh I I think that's why I, I honestly do. I I think he would be a starter if it wasn't for that injury. I I want to agree, but I'm also having a hard time finding who makes way for him. No, that's fair. I mean this this is a good problem to have, and it's we've talked about it before where this this team in general there's so many strong starters that like it is amazing that we have people on the bench who are able to come in and be extremely effective i mean Mm -hmm. like i can't believe that guy was just on the bench you know like and that's that's a great problem to have but uh it's still a situation though like going back to what we were talking about before where it's giving up you know late goals and that kind of stuff I, i like i don't know where that's coming from because we do have such a strong bench it's not like we can really blame tired legs and like a lack of depth on that situation um it's just the i feel like the focus is still a little bit waning uh, at the ending of the game and gotta figure out how to fix that for the playoffs because that's gonna be what does us in and i really want to get past two wins <laughs> in the playoffs agreed <laughs> Real quick, before we move on to the Tampa game, I just got to toot my own horn because, you know, I wasn't here the past few weeks. In terms of Pick'em, I'm leading with 32 points, but we've had a lot of shifting behind me. Uh, Michael Finn is now on 28, Keaton Liebengood with 26, Lar Ellen at 25, Devin Pale at 24, and Kev's about to drop off the page with 22. So once again, um, we're going to keep going until basically the Hounds aren't playing anymore. So hopefully all the way through the championship, um, but basically you go on Twitter, you go on YouTube, um, you leave a comment. We'll put up a post on Friday with your score predictions. You put in your score predictions, three points. If you get the, the score hundred uh, percent, right. One point. If you pick the right result, no points otherwise. And at this point, Michael Finn is in pole position to walk away with two season tickets for the steel army for next year. So not a bad deal nice um so it's still not too late to play even if there's you know little chance of you sort of making up all of that distance to to win it um it's still fun to go in and and add your two points and we now have this like database of all of these score predictions that we've tried to do to see how good are we actually at this and Mm -hmm. laura ellen is actually uh working diligently on crunching the numbers and trying to make sense of of you know, those of us who think we're really good at this, like picking scores and realizing just how bad we actually are and whether or not home and away has a factor in it. There's all sorts of stuff that she's getting into. And so we'll talk about that in the off season, but it's fun regardless. So make sure check us out on social media. Uh, all the posts are over on YouTube. Um, yeah. Leave a comment, but guys, as we've been saying Tampa this weekend, Tampa's, as I mentioned, Tampa's last two games have been been against Hartford, which was a 2-0 win, and Loudon, which was a 1-0 win. And obviously, points are points, but it's also not great that the two teams that have been already eliminated from the playoffs, Tampa is sort of like eking by against. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. Um, as we sort of talk through the scenarios a little bit, uh, if if they beat us, then we're going to be tied with 63 points at the top of the East. We don't want to think about that if we get a draw we're gonna be at 64 uh we already sort of you know luke did the math we're, we're sort of sailing there if we win then we essentially clinch the east and the player shield 
play yeah and everything else sort of runs through fort highmark which would be insane if if we ultimately host the championship there in terms of who it is that you need to watch on tampa it's tampa like you got to watch all of tampa but i did mention that at least in terms of the golden boot race they have cal jennings who has 17 goals for them he's currently two behind dequa so you know if dequa's paying off the defense to sort of shut anybody down this weekend it's going to be cal jennings um Guys, what uh, let's let's just thoughts on this one. What is your headspace going into this game, Josh? Yeah, it, it's it's. I feel like this one's going to be really dependent on our defense. Uh, like I, I want to say, you know, our offense is fantastic, and we're, you know, if we go off there and, and start scoring goals, but that's I feel like, especially away at Tampa, this is a game where we need our defense to be on point. We need mm-hmm. them to shut this down. Um, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like one of those zero zeros or zero one type of games. Um, if we are able to just shut them down, um, I, I would be happy with a zero zero draw at this point, uh, honestly, uh, that would not be a bad situation to be in, but I, I think we can win this game. I do think we are better than Tampa. Uh, it's just the fact that it is an away game, uh, you know, is always scary. Uh, but Given, you know, home and away with Tampa, I think we come out on top on that uh, on average. So this is a winnable game. These are the games we have to win to prove that we are, you know, deserving of winning the whole league and also going through the the playoffs. So I'm saying a win. Uh, Do you want prediction right now or do you just want thoughts? No, no, no. Let's let's I just want to get sort of headspace first and then we'll do predictions. Okay. All right. right. That's where I'm at. This is. This is the Hounds game to not get a result, right? I, I think that um, we've seen the Hounds throughout the season um, win games. that, and, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week, Josh and I, but we've seen this team win games that in past years, I wouldn't have thought we would have been able to pull off the win, right? Um, going into a game like Saturday where um, we feel unlucky with that penalty, Um that's one of those games that in the past I'm just sitting there like, oh crap, oh crap, are they going to equalize? Oh crap, are they, right? Like, and I didn't feel that. I'm like, okay, well, oh well, they got a second goal. We've still got three. Like, there's not that much time left. We're going to lock this down. Um, uh, I, I think the the week before, right? I mean, uh, the performance of when the offense wasn't finding ways to score other players from set pieces, getting those goals and getting those goals really nicely and putting other things into the box and right around the net um, and, and making uh, like making things happen in that game. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not worried. I, I mean, sure. Anything can happen. Tampa is a good team, but the hounds are a good team as well. And um, I mean, I, I can go through, I can look at stats in terms of uh, offense versus defense over the years and goal differential and all those things. Um, uh, Liz put in there, I think at one point um, that this may not be the best uh, hounds defense we've seen. Um, but I don't care because I think this is the best hounds team that we've seen. Um, and and I think the, the big difference there is it's the mentality. It's the attitude. It's what I was talking about with uh, Arturo, right? Like, like some of those plays at big moments in the game that otherwise might be routine play, but just like the attitude, the drive, the desire, the getting pumped up, like, like, like we are the team to be in the league is how I think the guys see it. And I don't think they're going to give up on that easily. Like it takes something special to beat this team at this point. 
Agreed. I, I, I think my mentality heading into this game is that, and, you know, knock on wood, but uh, this just feels like a special team and a special moment. And it feels like if there is one piece that doesn't show up on Saturday, the other pieces pick up the weight and sort of carry from there. And we have not been in that situation in the past. You had to literally be firing on all cylinders at all times. And still you got to get your fingers crossed and you're hoping praying. And this is a case where that's just not the scenario. I mean, we we could have games where Dequa doesn't score and we're still okay. Now, I want I'd love to see Dequa get to twenty. I don't know why it feels like a superficial number, but like twenty, that's great. <laughs> um, but you know, he could not score this week, and and like you said, you could have the defense pop up on a corner, and then the team shuts everything down. And this team knows its roles. We've talked in the past about how. Lily can be very uh, strict and stringent in terms of changing style of play mid game and everything is very fluid. And this is a case where you have a team full of intelligent players that can easily shift from one style to another, to another, just to sort of based on the situation and sort of keep tabs on whatever it is that Tampa tries to bring at us. We know that Tampa has to beat us if they want any hopes at winning the East. So they're going to come out swinging and so, Steve, to your point, maybe you do make some adjustments mm-hmm. to, to factor in speed, but that also leaves you open for a counterpunch. And we've been good at the counterpunch this year. I mean, that's kind of how we beat Columbus. So I, I, I don't – this is a massive game. But in previous seasons, I'd be like, this is it. This is it. Like, we, <laughs> But I feel pretty comfortable about it. And I get the sense that the guys do too. There isn't this mm-hmm. like – tenseness in the squad they're just going out and playing and that's Mm -hmm. great i mean when it comes down to it we know lily is a better coach than nick law i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) if there's nothing else it comes down to that nothing else (laughs) nicky law not as good of a coach as as lily i'm just saying i i I, we have that at least that's fair i mean yeah yeah, yeah. Tampa Bay is running because they've got a good roster, not because they've got a good coach. And that's not saying Nikki Laws it won't be a good coach, but I mean, like, how much is he really doing, right? Like, he's jumping into a team that was built to win, and they're winning. I, that may, there's no evidence that he's a good or a bad coach. He's just there running things, and, and that's why I think even though they're a good team. I, I feel like if Lily does Lily things where he like, you know, surprises them with something that they're not expecting. I'm not positive that the tactic side of things with Tampa can cope with a Lily mind mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, switching things up. Surprises. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see the same lineup. Yeah. Um, even though we've had the same lineup for a couple of games in a row, I, I, I feel like it's a situation where Lily really could be like, no, I'm just I'm gonna come out with something he's not expecting, and then he's gonna have to be like, uh, what do I do? And actually have to coach. Yeah. And so maybe it's a little bit egotistical, but I, I'm pretty positive that Lily can outsmart Nikki Law. I keep thinking back to a few seasons ago when we went to Cincinnati and Lily was like, I'm gonna play Vanky Azeal at left back. And we were like, What? What? And it just <laughs> like it it worked and it was it was enough of a shock to the system. So yeah, 
um, it will be very interesting to sort of see. Yeah, this I, I have no insight into this in particular, but this is one of those games where I could see him like doing an Obergon in the old Dixon role, right? Like, and only putting Dequa up front, right? But having somebody that is fast and has some attacking prowess as a defensive player or sitting deeper so that they can run forward, but really pulling things back a little bit more and just come at us. What can you yeah. do? Um, oh, and we're going to leave the league leading goal scorer uh, up top to make his runs at your keeper. See, now I'm like, it's going to be like three, nothing. Deke was going to get three goals, but I, <laughs> that's not my prediction. That's not my prediction. I'm going to, Steve, I'm going to start with you. Give me a score prediction here. Uh, I think it's a one Oh hounds win. One Oh win classic Lily Josh. So we're going to be watching this at bulldog pub. And if you can't make the bulldog pub, go to Mike's beer bar. Um, just make sure you're with a group of people because I got a feeling it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be like a zero zero game but the whole time you're on the edge of your shit seat and you're just like, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> so I'm I, I'm ready to be having near heart palpitations. I'm going to say zero zero. Ooh. It's gonna, the right. whole time I'm just going to be nervous the whole time. I'm going to go two nothing win. I'm going to say that it's one nothing late and then Tampa presses and we catch him on a counter and Dequa puts it away and that's it. That's all she wrote. I we get the right. shield and it's just, it's, it's insanity. And Can we so, get that first goal early though? So that way I don't have to feel. Yes. I'm, I'm going game. to go ahead and christen it <laughs> that, you know, first 15 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. That'd be good. Uh, That'd be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll happen. And so it shall be. Um, <laughs> Liz just said he's already <laughs> having palpitations, folks. I guess I'm talking about you, Josh. Um, yeah, guys, that's that's what we think. Let us know what you think. Obviously, Josh, Steve, anything else that you guys want to talk about here before we uh, head out prior to this Tampa game? Well, I just snuck it in there, but yeah, we are having a watch party, and so are the Hounds. Uh, I got a feeling there's going to be plenty of people for both. So, like, mm -hmm. whichever one can go to, go to. But uh, the Steel Army will be at. Uh, Bulldog Pub in Morningside, as always. Talk to Jesse, the owner. He's all for it. He's a gung ho. So, like, yeah, uh, definitely come out, watch this game with a group of people because it's a huge game. Possibilities for this game could be the player shield. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, it has huge repercussions. You, you don't want to just be sitting at home watching this by yourself. I feel like I saw somewhere. Well, I like we know that that Hounds fandom is growing in the city, but I thought I saw somewhere that last weekend, not this past one, but the one before that, the Hounds game was like the second most watched across all of the USL. So like it's not just mm -hmm. Pit, it's not just Pittsburgh. It's not just at Highmark. Like right. people were starting to pay attention. Yeah, so I, I really think changing channels helped a lot for the Hounds and also just having that KDK connection and like having them talk about the team has really helped, uh, you know, people watching this game. Yeah. yeah. Man, what a time. Well, I think that's it. How do we close this thing? I don't remember how to do this. <laughs> <We're on laughs> Obviously, BGN. like we said, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Like Something some about social that. media. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Go, go to the. Make sure you get down to the watch party um, at Bulldogger Mike's. Follow us on social media. We are still on Twitter slash X. Haven't really been on the other ones at all recently, except for YouTube, which again feels like it's trying to be more and more social. Um, but yeah, get your score predictions in. Uh, you know, celebrate the game with everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun and we will be right back here next week 
uh, as Elizabeth, as as Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Liz <laughs> said in chat, let's go. So thank you, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. See Later. You.